Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger & Co., joined as always by one of my best friends, Matt Basinger Aww. of Swell Spark. I know, buddy. <laughs> we're, we're progressing here. Today's episode is brought to you by Emprise Bank, member FDIC, a bank whose mission is to empower you to thrive, here to help you reach your business goals, creating your next business success story, not your typical financial institution, nor do they want to be. Preach. A bank who thinks a little differently, they call it... The Emprise Way. Yes, they do. And as always, we're in the studios of Let It Fly Media, some good friends that we have here. And today's guest is someone that we're filming this after a Super Bowl, so sports related. Davion Ross of Shot Tracker. Davion, welcome to the show. Wrong Thanks. sport, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sports, pal. Sports. Just sports in general. We don't have NBA teams. Sports. KU's ball. terrible at basketball. So you watch your mouth. You know. I know. It's things. <laughs> Vivian, real quick, uh, what does your company do? That, give us kind of just the brief uh, description. You, you guys are very newsworthy. I've been in news a lot, but like, what's the nitty gritty? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's really a privilege uh, to be here. Um, Shot Tracker is a sensor-based system that tracks statistics and analytics all in real time. Um, so we have a sensor that, that is placed on the, uh, on the player, sensor in the basketball, um, we have sensors in Spalding, Wilson, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Baden, Basketballs. And then we put sensors in the arena and we're able to track the location of the player and ball in two to four centimeters. And then we're able to take that data and um, infer analytics and um, just a layer of algorithms that can give you insights about what's going on in the game, your team, etc. So that's what we are. It sounds a little bit like McDonald's. Like you're, you're, you're taking things that people always have done as people and you're starting to slowly replace them with machines that can just do it and just do it more efficiently. I mean, congratulations. That's the, the first time that I've been compared to, uh, to McDonald's. But to I, I to a what massive success story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, the fact is, is that we can automate it and it's been a fairly archaic uh, manual industry. So yes, um, conceptually, I, I, I get it. And I, I would agree. We're, we're trying to automate that process. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you use that uh, comparison <laughs> in future you. presentations that you make. Is there so. paperwork that I have no, to sign? No, 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 no. Okay. This is all recorded. So this is okay. my word. Word okay. is bond. All right, I, I appreciate it. I can only imagine, I had the opportunity to run track in college uh, a long time ago, right? But just the meter uh, dash, like 800 seconds, 800 meter, but I've not 15 played 15 seconds. I haven't played ball dash. sports for a while. And, and when I was playing back in high school, I mean, we didn't have real time data analytics, any of this stuff. So like, how are you seeing coaches or organizations or teams? How are they using this in their day to day to improve player ability, to improve metrics? Um, I can only imagine the sheer amount of data that folks are receiving. Yeah, look, it's, it's definitely been evolving, right? Um, I think the thing that works in our favor is that people have been doing it for quite some time. It's just the manner that they've been doing it has been fairly archaic. Yeah. So when you think about it, you know, every Division One school has anywhere between five and someone like Duke has 20-some managers. Wow. And those managers are sitting in practice, and all they do is pass the ball and count the shots. You know? Yeah. So for us, it's it's been um, it's been tough because you're getting them to change, um, but once they actually change and they embrace it and they see the value, it, it, it's it's really been helpful. I mean, we have to the point where, you know, when Tom Izzo gets done with a practice, if you don't have his shot tracker printout on his desk, I mean, that's a problem. <laughs> so literally, they make sure after practice, and you know, he has his his printout, 
of, of all the data so that he can go through and review. So I think like anytime you're changing behaviors, yeah, it's challenging. But you know, once people change and it's more automated, more streamlined, and then of course the the amount of data that we can provide is exponentially more than what you know you can have one person with an untrained eye yeah. find. So now it's a matter of distilling that data and providing it in a manner and spoon feeding it in a manner that they can actually, you know, take it in and, and, and embrace it. Sure. So, 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 yeah. so how does the, when the ball goes through the hoop, yeah. how does it know that you are the one that yeah. actually put it through the hoop? Yeah, we got some really smart people. That's how, <laughs> um, you know, so for, for our perspective, what we know, because we, 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 we create this three-dimensional object, right? So you imagine a three-dimensional object and you know what object is moving in space, right? Not only X, Y, but also Z. And what we do is there's an intersection of what we call our possession algorithm where we know who has what ball at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So literally you could see it on the screen when you see our dots moving around or the players moving around. You could tell what player has what ball. You can almost tell with the level of accuracy we have, we could tell whether the ball is on the left side or on the right side of the player. Mm-hmm. So that way our algorithm says, hey, Davion has ball number three. Mm-hmm. And all these other players have their identified ball. And if they all shoot at the same time, then because we are also always, I mean, we're sampling the data at 120 times per second. Oh. So literally at any time, we could tell you who has what ball, where the ball is. I mean, our ball updates its location every 8.3 milliseconds. So let me give you some context. It takes you about three to 400 milliseconds to blink. So that's how fast we're updating the location of the ball in space. Now I'm thinking and about blinking. Yeah, just blink like, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Everybody does that, right? You yeah. say that and they're like, oh my goodness, that's yeah. fast. Yeah. You know, so, so that, that's, that's how it works. And we have a possession algorithm that allows us to tell us who has the ball at all times. And we use that like throughout the process. So if Davion has the ball and he passes it to Matt and Matt shoots, then I knew Davion had the ball. So that's an assist. Sure. Or if I'm guarding you and you had the ball and then I stole it, I know that's a turnover steal. So what we're doing is using that location data to be able to infer what you'd call a box score. Sure. And then go beyond the box score. So, so does every player, though, have like a microchip like on their shoe or yeah, is it so, embedded in their yeah, jersey? So we actually embed it in their shirts. We have, a, a, we, we, we have a small patch that takes about three seconds. We flip their jersey off, put it on the shoulder, mm. and... Um, Voila, there you go. And oh. it, it, it's set up where, you know, we can put it in the locker room, and as soon as they start moving, it turns on. If they stop moving, it turns off. So, uh, yeah. And, and then so the, the last one that I have that I've wondered this for a long time about, Shot Tracker, is how is the chip embedded in the ball? Is it a sticker on the inside of it? Yeah. Is it so sewn it's, it's, in? Is it's, it's, hanging it's, it's in much, the middle? I'll tell you guys a couple stories. Um, it's much more complicated than that. Um, again, we have an amazing team of, brilliant people who have been able to figure this out and make it imperceptible. Um, when w- One of the things that we had to do was, if you think about it, a ball bounces all the time. Yeah. So one of the things that we had to do is make sure that we, when we put that sensor in the ball, and it's, it's not like just oscillating or in the middle hanging, et cetera. It's, it's, it's on the opposite side of where the valve is. So there's a balancing okay. act that happens anyway. And um, what we were seeing in the early days was as we would bounce the ball, because of the vibration, the chips would actually vibrate and fall off the, the board. Interesting. So we had to try to figure out ways to actually pot it and keep the chips on the board. And then we started putting it through this. Um, imagine a, a, 
a, a pitching wheel. A pitching wheel, the ball is hard and the actual wheels are soft and then it compresses and spits it out. Sure. Well, we were working some of the basketball manufacturers and what they would do to test to ensure that the ball is secure and the chips don't fall off is they had one of those wheels that the ball is soft, meaning it can be compressed, and those wheels are hard, and they would compress it 40% oh, and then spit it out into the hardwood. And we couldn't approve a ball until it got to fifteen to 18,000 bounces like that. So the ball has been put in there, and it, it goes through a really rigorous process. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a human, not even Shaq, could dribble the ball like it comes out of that, <laughs> you know, comes out of that uh, that that machine. Yeah, but well, that's kind of the Shaq's process that we go through. <laughs> He's strong. He's big and strong. He is. He <laughs> it is. makes me look like I look like I'm his I'm his kid. I'm, yeah. his, I'm his toddler when I stand next to him, and I'm pretty tall. All right, I, I got to back up a little bit, one, because I just want to know more. We could talk the sports side of it, right? But there's a company and a technology side. So let's talk company side for just a minute. How many people work with Shot Tracker? Um, to talk, w- walk me back to like the beginning of this company, yeah. the beginning of you with the company. How, like, how did this happen? Yeah, so this happened where you know my co-founder Bruce was actually in the backyard shooting with his son, and uh, he said, "Man, I wish I could track his stats." Right? So he's a smart guy. And uh, he reached out to me, and we decided to team up and build this. Um, when we first started, it was a little bit of a, um, you know, consumer product, mm-hmm. and we built that product. It sold out. But when we started talking to customers, we found out that, you know, they wanted more. They wanted to be able to track it in practice. There's this phenomenon, you know, and you you guys have kids, so you probably see it where nobody's shooting in the backyard. Everybody's got a trainer. They're going to gyms. It's just this whole different dynamic from when. You know, I grew up where you just go in the backyard and work on your yep. J, right? Um, so, so, and our system wasn't made for that. It was made for one player, one ball, one hoop. You know, you, you couldn't add it. So we had to figure out how to transfer that into like a more multi-dimensional environment. Sure. Multiple players, multiple balls, multiple hoops. And that's when we made the transition in the business. So, um, you know, we've come a long way. Uh, it, it hasn't, you know, sports has been hit hard with COVID. I mean, we had... You know, almost 40 plus installations that we were scheduled to do March through August of last Jeez. year. And, you know, everything shut down like the second week in March. I just got back from doing the Mountain West tournament. I remember. To New York for the Big East. <laughs> and it just shut all stuff down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been the emotional roller coaster, but that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. And uh, so now we, we have about, you know, 25 people. Yeah. Um, we had to right size, you know, because nobody knew what was going to happen. Sure. So definitely very challenging, right? But it's um, by the grace of God, um, we're here today and we're keeping pushing. We're still a leader and we got some amazing stuff coming. Yeah. So are you 25? Sorry to interrupt. Are you 25 folks? Are they here in Kansas City? Are you guys kind no, of we're around? all over. I mean, we've got one cat in Massachusetts. We've got... Um, These are, yeah. They're just doing like code building, basically? He's an engineer. He's an engineer. He's actually, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he actually placed the, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Spalding had a ball where they had a pump in it and you would mm-hmm. actually like press oh, the yeah. button. Yeah. Well, that was the first time like a foreign object other than the valve was put in the ball. He did that. Yeah. And that was like 20 years ago. So he's got a wealth of experience. Um, we've got, you know, uh, our, our CEOs in New York. Um, so we're, we're all over the place, um, but the majority of folks are here, but I mean, I don't even think that matters now because we got this office with a basketball court and nobody's in there because everybody's <laughs> working from home, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I want a basketball court in, uh, in my office. You got room? I yeah. will challenge you to a game of one-on-one and we will use Shot Tracker to... Davion has get... a basketball court. I have 
a bar and you have <laughs> axe axes. Throwing. So yeah, it's interesting. We uh, got we so, got to put chips on axes so we can get like real time data analytics of axes hitting wood. My my last question that I really want to ask is going from start to finish, or I say finish to current times. Sort of what's been the financial picture for the company overall? How have you really raised money, banks, equity? Mm-hmm. When have you decided a good time is to raise more money? Like that whole yeah. entrepreneurship of. Entrepreneurs oh, that are, especially in the, I mean, I would pretty much consider you guys an IT company. I mean, uh, you guys are a technology based. company, and so it's all about building up the technology and like what yeah. has been your points and when you say now's the time to take a big step forward. Yeah, so um, for us, like we've, we've been fortunate to raise, be successful raising capital. Um, I will tell you that I don't think people have an appreciation for hardware um, development. <laughs> It's one of those things like see these ball spots right here. That's 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 credited to hardware. Right? I, I, I take care of pills, Davion. Yeah. They, they were wonders. Credited to hardware, right? So I don't think people, but you know, I mean, we we build a capital intensive. We have a capital intensive business. You know, I mean, we have to go and install in 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 all these facilities. So I mean, sometimes I think we, you know, we we try to. I mean, there's always the balance of raising capital and equity, which is really, really challenging, right? Because mm-hmm. the more you raise, the more equity you give up. And um, we're in a, a challenging environment where you have to build, install. And then also the other point about it is like you have to get proliferation, right? Because you're installing. I mean, our business model was we want to own the data. We believe that, you know, Shot Tracker is, 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 should be the one who owns the data. And so that's our our vision. So we were successful raising capital, um, unsuccessful in some cases. Had to, you know had to take the hit when you raise capital, and that's I think the biggest trade off for you know entrepreneurs for us. I mean, like a perfect example when we actually put the sensor into basketball, right? Nobody thinks about like you got to charge it. <laughs> if you put too big a battery that lasts forever, then what happens is the basketball is out of spec. So you have to find a balance to how much battery life. So right now we get 14 to 20 hours of battery life. Okay. Well, you can't change a basketball and have sensors go out every 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 14 to 20 hours. So now you got to charge it. And how do you charge that basketball? Well, we're the first company to have resonant charging over a distance. Therefore, that takes capital. And we were the first. There's two big companies that failed to do this before. One is a big mobile phone company that I'm not even going to call their name, but <laughs> they're very big. Sure. And the other one is a big watch company. And they both failed before we picked it up and solved it. Wow. You know, so, but that took you like 18 to 24 months and a sure. few million dollars to just get it over the hump yeah. because there was a lot of R&D. Um, we have 26 patents that we filed. 17, almost 18 have already been issued. It takes time. It takes capital. So... Needless to say, we've been very successful raising capital. Um, we, we Sometimes I think we haven't raised enough just based on what we have to do. And our model right now is we want to own the data. So that means that we're doing everything in our power to proliferate our installs across Division One basketball and then, you know, football. Mm-hmm. If, if a high school wants to implement the technology and the parents all say, let's pitch in and make this a reality? Is that possible? It's possible. 
um, it's not optimal for us because we have to support them and our focus is on Division One basketball and then football. And mm. we do do some stuff with the pros, as I mentioned before um, earlier when we were chatting that, you know, we do have an install at the Phoenix Suns and we're starting to get more. We just did, we did the NBA Summer League. So we're starting to get more proliferation there. Um, so it's, it's not like at the top of our list just from a focus perspective because, you know, we, we, we want to focus our efforts on Division One basketball and football. Sure. Yeah. In that order. Football. That's Yeah, know. so we've already started doing some stuff there. We've, you know, we've put sensors in footballs already and we're working through some of those, you know. You know, the, the, the good news about it is like the, the technology is built for multiple sports. So yeah. Um, we should be we, we we are able to translate it, so that's that's exciting. Can you calculate the amount of time that the Chiefs' offensive line allows Stop. the defense to be I'm blocked still, before they release bitter. them to Patrick Mahomes? I'm still recovering um, from from this weekend. This is so a happy, I don't want to talk about that. This is a happy <laughs> podcast. We're gonna end on a happy note. All right, kind of a weird question, not business related. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? The coolest um, thing? Yeah, like coolest experience you've ever been a part of. You can't say kids or something okay. like that. Like I'm talking about yeah, a You can't trip say starting a, the company or meeting someone through the company. Just like personal experience. Yeah. Coolest experience? Yeah. Like you went skydiving or you went to some trip somewhere or you were yeah, digging that's, for that's treasure a question. on the beach. Um, and you can't say kids. Can't say nope, any of that. Nope, okay. it's a cop you, out. You can, you can go somewhere with your kids <laughs> yeah, yeah, as yeah. part of the experience, but not having kids. No political. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if there's one, but I think like, you know, me leaving Trinidad and coming to the U.S., coming to Kansas for the first time when I came from a basketball scholarship, that's been, it's probably one of the coolest, most pivotal things that I've done in my life. You know, just leaving your family and venturing to Kansas and yeah. you've never been here to go to college. So that, that was a, that was an amazing experience. Um, last February, I took my son to his first uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Which you know I'd been you know I go almost every year, um, so but it was just amazing to see him and you know I have quite a few friends in the industry so you know we waited for some of my friends after for him to take pictures and so yeah. that that was like I mean it was just amazing right so yeah it kind of reverts back to family but hey, no, yeah, that was that was amazing experience. to see him be able to experience that and and then like my family and I went to Cayman. Uh, a couple of years ago, that was that was an amazing experience. Just spending time with them. So, yep, awesome. Well, Davion, thank you so much. We I'm excited to catch up. Hopefully, you know when we learn a little bit more about all the ways that you're taking this technology and continuing to grow. Um, thanks again to Emprise Bank for making this this thing happen, and thanks for being a guest here on Let Me Be Brief. All right, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.